You're listening to Freud's Angels, where we talk about where the science of the mind meets the spirit of the heart. Each week, we'll discuss ways to create awareness of yourself and your reaction to the world around you today, as well as healing events of the past. I'll be bringing in both traditional and non-traditional psychology concepts, and I'll be bringing the healing through the lens of our heart and how to heal what we discover creating a powerful connection between what our heart needs and what our mind thinks we want. Now we're your hosts. I'm Amy. And I'm Vanessa. Now let's get into the show. Hello, angels. Welcome to episode 67 of the Freud's Angels podcast. What are we talking about today? That's very exciting. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Hello, angels. Welcome. Um, So today we're going to talk about, we're going to kind of riff off of last week's podcast because we had a lot of epiphanies, a lot of, oh, oh, you know, there was a lot of that going on last week, which was total fun. Last week was the the best, Um, you know, but we're going to talk about, okay, so we have these ideas. We're crafty people, or maybe you create something that you love to create. How do we turn that into something we do to make money off of? Like, how do we create, take our passions, our creativity, you know, the things that we create on the side that we're thinking, yeah, nah, that's not, you know, and create a little cash money for them. Because here's the thing is that some people are like me personally, I'm not a crafty person. I'm not. I write books. I love words. I write books. I write, you know, I also love to, you know, take people through process, like have a healing. I also like, um, doing readings. Like those are the things that I enjoy doing. I'm not so much a producer of things other than books, but I, I do, I'm more of a service type of person. So mm-hmm. I even struggle with it being that. So it's not just for people who love to be crafty. It's for people who have something that they offer and they don't yes. necessarily charge, or they're having a hard time figuring out what to charge or, you know, do I charge? You know, it's just, you know, I, what is it? How, why it's a worthiness thing. I think, um, as well as I think there's a sense of, well, who's going to buy this shit, you know, like, yeah that, that idea service-based. Yeah. Right. So, so yeah, so we're going to talk about that because I think we all struggle with it. They always tell us, do what you're passionate about. Well, sometimes we don't understand how our passion can make us money. Cause if you think about it, most of us come from that nine to five type of mentality or our parents worked really, really hard, or they were blue collar type of workers Um, you know, they were just, they, they were in the factory for 12 hours a day, or they ran their own, like say machine shop, or they were some sort of, you know, person who, you know, did worked very hard to make their money. And so we have a little bit of that mentality. So often that can be a challenge for some of us. Um, I know I struggle to see how to make money without having a nine to five job. I struggle with it a lot. Um, so yeah, we're going to talk about that. I'm excited to talk about it. I think I've already had an epiphany just from your opening. 
care. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, just <laughs> this is why this this is why this process is so beautiful. Is because this is the kind of thing that happened. But you know, even just like hearing you you talking about it and just thinking of like that security that I think we are tricked into believing exists you know like I just came on my 10 year or 11 year anniversary of getting laid off (laughs) from a job that was you know I was I was making good money um and it was I was barely surviving and I got laid off from that job and now I see it as a beautiful wonderful thing but at the time it was like panic city because I felt like I had lost my security and the next thing and and what did I I mean I went and did my my finished my degree and everything but then but I went right back into a corporate setting because I believed in the security of my paycheck from the corporate setting you know and like that has continued to be my fear in my business of of my own of like there's no security here there's no security here and it's like having that anniversary come up to remind me like girl you are not secure anywhere (laughs) like (laughs) it doesn't matter if you work for somebody you could lose your job tomorrow there's no security there either so what do you want to do do you want to work for yourself and 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 at least have your security in your own hands because that's a trust issue if that scares you that you don't trust yourself over other people that don't care about you at all like those corporate people they didn't give a shit about me personally they cared about my production to for their financial gain and I'm gonna trust them over me (laughs) but it's like until I heard you say those words I was like that's what I was feeling when that that came up I couldn't quite put my finger on it because it kind of reminded me you know right now I'm in a weird place with my business and that door always swings open of well you could always go get another contract quickly to hold you over and it's like I slam that shut because I'm like I don't want to do it like don't it's not an option don't let that be an option because that's not safety and all it does is continue to tell you that you can't do this on your own but yeah, that's just one facet of what I believe we're about to get into. And it came from your short intro. So, here but we it, are. But it's true. All of that is true. All of it. And, you know, and, and it's, to, and I think the biggest point I want to highlight what you said and I had to re I had to rewind it in my head to get back to where I needed to go but is the trust issue yeah I think a lot of us don't trust ourselves yeah because we have judgment of ourselves Uh we could be the hardest working people that we know but if you if you judge yourself as being lazy you're not going to trust yourself to do the work to get the clients or to get whatever or to sell or or to create like you know what I mean? Like you're working hard for somebody else's creation, right? Like we've decided that we can't create, but we can work hard to support somebody's creation. Exactly. Like if it's somebody else's mission, 
we're not, it's not, it's okay. Because if it fails, it's not, it's not us. It's like, yeah. you know, we, we, if we get laid off or we get fired or the company goes under, it's not us. It's somebody yeah. else's issue. And it wasn't because we did anything. It was because they did it. And yeah. there's a sense of like, okay, cause I don't have to own this. Yeah. And I think too, is that, you know, it's, it's why, you know, we wonder why it's so important to create that connection with our heart and our mind. You, we have to create a level of trust. Yeah. We have to create this level of community between the two in order for us to be like, okay, this is what I want to create for my heart, get it into that throat chakra for creation, speak it forth. But at the same time, our mind needs to allow that to happen. And if, and if it doesn't trust us or believe in us, we're not really going to ever create that from our heart because there's too much in our head that says we can't do it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And like, for me, it's like, I've, I've been sitting on my second novel for a very, 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 very long time. Like very, very long time. Lots of varies like, there. <laughs> I finished it back like probably four years ago. And I've been sitting on it because I didn't market my first one very well. And I didn't sell my first one very well. So I don't trust myself to do it. Oh. And so, and I'm just like right here going, oh, okay. That's why it's sitting there. And, (laughs) you know, and I also like, I've been seeking agents and I've been seeking publishers, but there again, if you are contracted in with them, they're going to contract you for so many books. What if I can't write those so many books? What if I can't do it? I don't trust that I can fulfill that contract. So there's a double edged sword of why I have not sold my creations. That's it's, it's a, it's a sense of, and it's stupid because I know better because (laughs) it is it's on the, on the logical side of it. You know, there's part of me that looks at my, at me and at my actions from afar that that sense of like girl you don't even write the book the angels write it you just listen I'm like so what observers banging on your door yeah so I'm like why are you so worried about not fulfilling contracts honey and I'm like didn't you already start to get the third book download and I'm like yes they're knocking on my door they're like um hello yeah something you need to be doing it's called writing we're waiting the third story's ready girl so it's First like of all i didn't know that even like this is i feel like i just got some news where i'm like oh my gosh like i did not know this like that it's right there and ready to go and yeah i've even paid somebody to edit it oh. I've even, uh-huh. pa- I've even paid somebody like thousands of dollars to edit this book. This is literally and like a marketing issue right now. And that's it. It's, it's, it's about, you know, do I self-publish or because most people, most off, most people won't pick you up if you self-published yeah. a book. Mm-hmm. So my goal was after self-publishing and failing the first time was to find a publisher and then work from there. Yeah. But, at the, but they don't really they don't help you with marketing. They don't really do anything about it. So I'm st- it's still on me to do all of it. So it's, right. oh, I don't know. So it's for me, 
my challenge is the trust issue, the trust of myself that I'm going to do the work, that I'm going to follow through. I think that I have to create this huge audience and I have to create this huge sense of stuff around the book. But in reality, I think I just need to start talking about it. I I need to just start, you know, I guarantee most of the people that know me don't know that I've written and self-published a book. Yeah. They don't know that I'm an, like, I'm an author of sorts. No, you're an author. And there's no sorts. (laughs) I say that because I'm like, I don't know. I'm just a channeler. I just channel and write it down. That's which is fine. Which but, is fine. <laughs> you know, and yeah. it's funny because I just I I have a I have a really hard time with trusting myself. And it's gotten better in the sense of with the Freud's Angels, um, with like um you know, we've, we've done good. We're marketing. We're, we, we're not superb at it, but we've been consistent in what we've been doing. So, you know, and then it's like, okay, so I need to turn that to, to me, to like, you know, what it is that I do and, and how I do it and so on and so forth. So, and if any of you want an original first copy edition of this book that I've written. I have like 10 of them left. Yeah. Okay. But I'm just going to say something. What? I've bought books before that are the revised version, right? Like that they re-released because the first time wasn't the right time. And they just, you know, added maybe a chapter or a forward or or something and just re-released it. You know what I mean? Like there's no there's no limit to how many times you do this yeah I mean I'm reading a book right now that's like it's it's the the power which is part of the secret series it's the freaking secret again in a different with a bunch of different words in it but like who cares you know like maybe somebody didn't read the secret and they read the power yeah (laughs) you know what I mean (laughs) no I do yeah because what and the reason why I say the original edition because I have rewritten the first book again but Mm -hmm. it's and that's why I'm not going in with trying to get them to publish that one is because of the fact that it has been self-published but I do have a revised edition of it but I'm just like I'm like I said to all the people that bought it a long time ago I'm like well it's a collector's edition (laughs) because there's no more like that out there (laughs) It's so still on Amazon. You can still buy it on Kindle and you can still buy it on Amazon. But yeah. I mean, for the most part, it's like, meh, you know, it's, yeah. it's I have, I have copies here, but, um, but yeah, it's, we totally- just did literally in the holistic chamber of commerce, literally just did a workshop on writing a book that the, the our chapter president, she's written a couple books. She's got a couple like, you know, in, in the queue or whatever. And we literally just had this conversation, you know, like as a group about what it's like to be in that world and what, what those fears are like and what, you know, what it's like to put yourself out there for her, you know, like she had, you know, it's very personal story of her life and, you know, it was like hard to do, but you know, it was kind of like, just pull the trigger once it's pulled, you're done, you know, but it wasn't, 
you know, like that's what it felt like, but then it wasn't. And like, it wasn't until the second book came that she actually felt the power. Right. And she's like, I referenced that first book now, like as a way to like, Hey, in case you didn't know, because I wasn't in that place, <laughs> like I did write this other one, you know, and like the people the second time around that she allowed to help her like market, you know, like I, I, I have all of these notes because I thought in my head, well, if I ever want to do this, I'm going to do what she just said to do. Like, because now I feel like it's like a five, four, three, two, one, just do it versus I will talk myself out of this a hundred percent if I don't have like, somebody told me how to do it. There's no reason for you not to do it. But like, I love this conversation because we started off thinking like, oh, well, what could we possibly have that's passion driven that could create revenue? And the thought process always goes to like material objects as in like, like craft stuff or you know, like household stuff or things like that. But the, 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 the reality of knowledge and entertainment yeah. as being creativity that people buy, it's like, how does that slip by when that's literally the biggest market? Yeah. TV and books and stuff like that. I mean, they're huge, yeah. but I think it slips by. Like, I think people forget like the information inside your head is valuable and that it can be in whatever media you decide to use. It can be a profitable thing to come from your passion. Yeah. And like that we opened up with, with, with your writing as that I think is perfect because it allows people to not only to not just jump into the material, like what can I create you know, materialistically. Well, and to be honest, you know, if I go back and I look at this creation of the, because these are fictional stories with a twist of some self past lives. It was my purpose in creating the story was to heal my past lives in these situations. So they're, they're actually a series. Now you can read any of the books out of order. It doesn't matter. But if you don't read them in order, you don't know where the character fits. Um, so sometimes you have to read them in order. Like the first one, that past life was me being, you know, murdered uh, for the uh, being a, what they would call a witch. But in those times, they were like the medicine women, the healers, the, you know, the people that you would go to for your herbs and poultices and stuff like that, like. I was, I was murdered for being that. And, and so I created a story, not so much about that, but about, um, about like, it was, it was a love story. It was, it was a love story between American women and a Scottish man. And it's not very long, but it's, it, I don't know. I loved writing it. It just became its yeah. thing. And it, it, so like when I did it, the birth of it, I was in a writing group, actually three of us connected together to do writing. And mm -hmm. I finally did it and I, and I actually created it. And my, my, uh, I had an old friend that was an artist and she did the cover for me and, you know, and I, I did the whole cover. I did it all. Like I did all the, the, yeah. the, you know, the point setting and the, and the, you know, the pages and the, the, yeah, it was, 
I know more about publishing a book than I, your average human. Okay. Yeah. Because like most people, you hire people to do that. Sure. Nope. I was like, I did it all because even creating the ebook, like the for Kindle, yeah. completely different thing that you had to do. And mm-hmm. yeah, I know more about this stuff that I care to admit, yeah. but, um, but it was just such a birthing process of it that I think it, it shocked me that I finished it. And, but then again, it's that trust factor. It's like, Oh, right. I, I had my blinders on when I went into the, the first round and I didn't know anything about social media marketing at that point at all. So, you know, it's, it's, you, we have to understand is that most of our creations are born from a love of something, a passion of something. Mm-hmm. And when we don't feel we can use that as generating income we have to look at why yeah i mean even just the way that you said it if it's something that i'm passionate about and i'm creating and it fails it's like the tendency to believe that something about us is faulty you know like like that i i'm trying to think of how to word it but you know that that it's, it's like we expose ourselves by showing something that we love. And yeah. if something that we love doesn't do well, it, it, it becomes a worth thing. Yeah. You know, that my, my passion is not worthy. Um, my efforts are not worthy. You know, like uh, what I, what I put out there, my heart, my soul isn't accepted by others. It's rejected by yeah. others which is a difficult, you know, it's a difficult step to, to take, to be like, that's fine. (laughs) Sure. I'll just pour my heart out into this book and then nobody will buy it. That'll feel great. (laughs) Like, right. Which is kind of what I felt when I was sitting in there. I was like, I don't know, man. Like, I don't know that I would want to like, I, you know, hearing or talking about it being like autobiographical. I was like, I think I would rather write that's nothing to do with me because then it's kind of like well it wasn't me that's being rejected but that's the problem right like that that tells so much about the problem of how difficult it is to create from passion because if we're we're equating passion with value and worth of self yep it also makes you kind of a little bit more empathetic towards artists Yes. And their, their, their mental breakdowns and a lot of their issues, Absolutely. their emotional issues, because they're seeing their creation as being the work of their lives. Mm-hmm. And, and like, they're so into it and they poured all of their heart, their energy, their essence, they've created and created and created, and they come out with their masterpiece. And if it's not accepted by mainstream people it can be devastating to them and it can totally I I totally get it I totally get it it was like I you know I almost didn't want people to write a review about my book because I didn't want to know it was easier to not know the good than to know the bad you know what I mean it makes so much sense Mm-hmm. You know, it was like, I'd rather you love my book and not tell me, but yet at the same time and not, and not know the people that didn't like it mm-hmm. and not because I didn't think people would like it, but 
because I just, oh, I, we know the world to be cruel. I mean, uh, let's be honest. We're, we're, we know the world to be cruel and have trolls in it. And people really love to, to say bad things. You know, people yeah. love to write a bad review for whatever reason, <laughs> you know, <laughs> failing personally betrayed because they spent money on something that they thought was going to be great. We're going to write a super bad review about it. I can't tell you how many good reviews I didn't write. If I'm going to be, if I'm going to be completely honest, there's yeah. probably a bunch I should go right because <laughs> I'm feeling pretty guilty right now. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, that's another thing, another angle of like looking at the idea of, of, of the trust and then looking at the idea of, you know, our belief about what we do. I mean, you know, the, the, whatever our passion is, whether it's crafting, whether it's, you know, writing, whether it's speaking, whether whatever it is, like, you know, public speaking to me would be a would be a huge boon for me to do because I I'm scared as shit to get on that stage. But man, you get me talking about something, I'm all in. Mm-hmm. It's like I don't want I have total fear of the stage, but man, I would love to get up there and just do some public speaking about we should take this on the road and go live and do public speaking with us like, like you read my mind I was like I can see us on a stage let's say find one <laughs> <laughs> literally read my mind I saw it in my mind's eye I was like we could do that because it's literally what we're doing right now where people can see us but we do we do it live every week the only difference would be that we see the faces but it doesn't matter because that channel happens right? Like once we hit that stride and that channel happens, there's no, yes, there's know, no stopping there's, it. Yeah. There's no stopping it and there's no time to pause and judge it because of being in it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. See, here's another epiphany. Yeah. And, <laughs> you your, and you can work out your travel things with like, where we yeah. go, like you need to travel. Guess what? <laughs> I wrote it. It's somewhere on a piece of paper because I do this. Sometimes I write down like random dreams and I fold them up pieces of paper and then I lose them so that I don't have that opportunity to go look at them over and over and over again and keep them in my brain as like lack right like oh I don't have that and when you just said that I was like I think that's on a piece of paper somewhere that like I want like my business to fund some of my travel (laughs) because that would be an easy way to travel (laughs) yes like I think we need to start that (laughs) querying some places of you know and we can do vip meet and greets yeah absolutely here we go (laughs) people are people are hearing the magic happen at live live like it's almost like what we did last week right like we were like you know what instead of process and then going on let's just go on process process yeah Like, I feel like we hit a new level of podcasts where we're going to just. We've sorted ourselves out. We're done with this podcast. Have fun, guys. Like, you know. <laughs> Seriously. But I think it's inspirational, right? Like, I think that, that people being able to hear that process happen, seeing how simple it actually is, really. Yeah. Like, we're just sitting here talking. We're sitting here talking. We're dreaming out loud right? Like that's, that's kind of a dreaming out loud situation. And then, Hey, you know, let's take some actions to see, you know, and maybe it becomes closer or further away or whatever, but why, why not explore it? You know, there's no point in not exploring it. And I think, you know, 
that's kind of where we're at with this podcast and trying to get that inspiration out there of like, why not? You know, like if we, if we're attached to the right things, we can do anything. And that's, you know, that, that's that mindset that we have to get into. And, you know, we've been talking about it. We've been talking about it off camera of how to get into that mindset of like making this an enjoyable thing. You know, we don't, we don't want to turn our passions into work. We want our, our, our work to be, um, you know, joyful, you know, we want it to be connected. We want it to, we want that passion to stay. And so when we think about monetizing our passion, I think that's a fear. I know that's a fear for me, you know, it's like, what if I don't want to do this anymore? What's going to happen? Am I financially going to crumble? You know, if I'm, if I'm, you know, if I'm counting on this as my bread and butter, do I have to, will I have to start all over again? you know, when I change my mind, which is terrifying to anybody who's ever started all over again in a business, right? You're like, oh shit, I don't want to do, I want to make sure I have it right the first time. But that's why, you know, we dabble in stuff and taking it slow and knowing that you don't have to always take the big leap. If you're not, if if you're not a hundred percent sure, that's the, I think that's one of the things that people forget you know, like thinking about writing a book, anybody could write in their off time. It doesn't have to be time limited. It doesn't have to be anything. You know, you could just journal for a year and then go back after a year and be like, well, man, if I just put this in a book, somebody would read it and you've already (laughs) written a book, (laughs) right? (laughs) You know, like stuff like that, or, you know, you, you make, you like crafting and so you're just crafting and crafting and crafting and then you have too much shit in your house and you start selling it and you start to realize hey people buy this stuff (laughs) interesting (laughs) but it doesn't have to be jump in all or nothing kind of situation I think the biggest thing is is that it's a process I don't think that people realize is that yeah some people jump in and they're successful because but there's probably, they've been doing it for a long time, or there's a, there's a, there's that moment where they were doing it and something happened that it caused them to go, oh, maybe I should sell this, or maybe I should do this on an income basis. Like Mm -hmm. they fell into that by mistake because someone said, Hey, can I buy that from you? Or, Hey, I would buy those. And and they come to it that way. So they've been doing it for a long time and in a sense for themselves or for friends or, you know, but they never thought so much about like doing it commercially in a sense that happens. It also, we have to understand too, is like, I, like I said, you know, a while ago was like, so create something, throw it up on marketplace, throw it up on an Etsy shop. Like, market it in the sense of add it to your your socials like say hey guys created this i'm selling this and i just wanted to throw it up here and see what you guys thought and then and then see what happens did somebody buy it how long did it take them to buy it you know what what is the 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 energy around selling it did you prevent it from being sold because you told yourself it wouldn't sell because you're putting that in the energy or are you you know, are you putting out the seeker type of energy of seeking its right home? Like it's yeah. where it needs to be. Yeah. Um, yeah. 
and and that type of feeling like mm-hmm. you have to gauge where you're going to get stuck and the only way to do that is to by selling something or by giving services or whatever i know that for me giving services is like you know first of all i need to tell people i do shit cuz most people <laughs> you're a healer you're a reader I didn't know that you're you're an author really I'm like yeah (laughs) I am and (laughs) most people don't even know because I don't advertise it so step number one (laughs) yeah (laughs) let people know what you do (laughs) clear the block so that it's okay for people to know right like I think sometimes again like it's that exposure of like oh you know like I, I can think of even at the beginning of the podcast being like, oh, if I tell people I have a podcast, they're going to listen to it. And it's like, that's the point of making the podcast. Like, what is, what is going on right now? Like, why are you afraid of something that they're, they could literally stumble upon on their own? Right. Like, why are you being so weird about this? But it's like that. It's like that. I, well, now I told you that I am this. So I've created worth already. Like I have now given expectation that I really hope I can meet. Yep. Maybe I just don't do that. So I won't tell anybody. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, I was, I don't know. I personally was so pumped, but there was a little bit of trepidation of who was going to listen to it. Right. There uh-huh. certain stories that we were telling that I'm mm-hmm. like, I don't want this person to know, you but there is, now we don't care. We were just like, you know what? this is going to help somebody and we don't care because as long as it's helping people and people are connecting to it and finding empowerment growth and and maybe a little bit of love and worthiness then honey we're doing our jobs in a very you know a very it's so funny because we will work so hard for something that's not generating income but yet we will not work this hard for something that does generate income it's so strange to me well i just got an epiphany as you were talking again another one there was such an incongruence between what i was doing professionally with my career and what we were doing on Freud's angels that I was like, these two can't cross right now. Cause they don't line up. If somebody who's, who's one of my clients listens to this, they're going to be like, who is that person? Right. Because I was still so stuck in that persona that isn't me. I mean, now, now, you know, at this point, any of my clients could listen and be like, yeah, I mean, that's, that's who I see in session, but that right there there was an incongruence between who I wanted to be and who I was existing as that's wow mm-hmm. wow well I mean <laughs> when we <laughs> we were we were midst COVID when we created this Vanessa and yeah. you know and there was a lot and I almost think sometimes like when I decided that when I had I had like had this urge to just connect and say, Hey, you want to do a podcast? Because you were the only person I do it with. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and I was just like, let's do this. Let's help the masses by doing podcasts. And I'm like, okay. And we had <laughs> to get on here, but little did we know that, that it was going to take us on a spiritual journey for, of ourselves. Like we were, we were being asked to up level energetically and to step into some of the truth of what we were saying. Like we were talking about manifesting. And then we talked about, you know, other things. And then what did I decide to do? I decided to do another great move and manifest 
my home, my job, all that. And then now we're stepping into this space where we're like, we're, we're, we're doing what we preach. We're walking the walk. We're not here to tell you what to do and then have shitty lives because we're not following our own advice. Right. (laughs) We're, we're giving this to them real time through our own experience and almost like through the step, it's like the universe is giving us step-by-step basis to Mm -hmm. help others create and reach that type of, you know, level, you know, and not level, but that type, like stepping Mm -hmm. into our, like you just were trying to say, and I talked over you, your authentic self, you know, it's like, you're, you're that sense of like stepping into our own skin, yeah. And becoming who we really are and not what, say, society, corporate America, our parents, our siblings expect us to be. Yeah. I mean, we just totally kind of like, we, we emerged, we burnt down the closets and, you know, we, we, we became whatever closet we were hiding in, you know, like, you know, the witchery closet, the, the healing <laughs> closet, the, the, the non-therapy closet. The, you know. Yeah, lots of closets. I've been in a lot of closets and there used to be, you know, growing up, there was one, right? Like we said, we thought of sexuality being the only closet that people were in. (laughs) Boy, have we learned. (laughs) Yeah, like it's so true. I can remember, I can actually remember, (laughs) and I've just thought of this now and how it makes me laugh now, but it did not make me laugh at the time. Uh, One of the posts that I had put up on my professional page about the, the podcast. And then I saw that one of my clients followed the Freud the Angels page. And I thought, oh shit, right? Like, cause I was like, that person thinks of me, right? And I'm air quoting, people can't see me air quoting, thinks of me as a professional counselor, right? And for that split second, I was like, oh no, that's gonna ruin it. And then I was like, no, 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 that's the absolute reason that you're doing this like you don't want people to come to you for something that you're not going to provide and if they need to see your evolution in order to decide if they want to continue that's okay it doesn't mean anything about you it's it's like authenticity is the only way going you know from now on but I remember that moment of being like oh no like they're gonna listen and be like whoa yeah yeah, exactly and I was like no like I'm proud of like I'm proud of everything that I've become and everything that I have done that what I just experienced is old me you know like that is old programming me like no listen absolutely listen because there's value there that you that that you may you know that you may get that way through me and that that's a beautiful thing like that's good yeah (laughs) you know like but all of that kind of stuff that's the kind of growth that comes from putting yourself out there you know like I had I was able to see that that come into my life because it, it happened you know and then I could do that process because of it had we never done this oh my god like I can't even imagine what our lives would be like right now if we didn't start this i don't know that i'd be here bear ourselves out there and continue to be like well this is what we this is the closet we're coming out of now (laughs) like take it or leave it (laughs) yeah and you know and i think that too is that it's it's i i I just 
I know that it's also given us courage because we, we want it so badly for others. We want others to feel empowered, to make big, huge moves or to make decisions that, that require leaps of faith, that, that sense of I'm doing this because it's what's best for me, regardless of the outcome. And I think for me, what, what it's, but you can't help, but become that as well when you're trying to share and teach others and and show others how to do it, you're going to become that it's, Mm -hmm. it's a natural sense of it. It's a natural sense of, you know, like when you're empowered to step forward and to do the things like create something that isn't, you know, and sell it, you know, things like that, like who knows where we're going to go from here? Like, I think this process and the way we're doing this and the starting of it is, is a process of, of, how we get to living our passion. Yeah. How we get to that. Like last week we, you know, I called, I called it the birth of a kitchen, witch because (laughs) it's really what happened. You didn't see the value in your everyday existence. You didn't see how much value that would bring to another human in certain ways that you were, Oh, Oh, really? I'm like, (laughs) I was like, dude, I didn't know this about you. And I was like in awe and I was like, fuck yeah, let's do this. And now we're talking about, all right, a a seed was planted and it's trying to grow, but it doesn't know which direction to grow in because you, because you're not sure. And, and, and so now it's, we're in a space of, well, how do you live your passion and what's there preventing us from feeling we can make money doing it. So that's like step number two. It's like, we're, we're, I think we're both going through this process right now because I I think we're both becoming very disenchanted with corporate America, with, with the idea of our income. And, you know, so, so this is what we're doing and this is why we're sharing it this way. So, you know, step number two is where, where are you at with the belief systems? Do you trust yourself? Why don't you trust yourself? what is it you want to share, you know, and, and, and kind of really getting in touch with the, again, like, why do you want to do this? What, what, how are you not being fulfilled now? What, what is, you know, I think the biggest thing too, is that when we want to sell our passions and make money out of it, it's because we're lacking something in our kind of everyday work. And it's not to say that you don't love doing what you do, Mm-hmm. But there's something that's missing mm-hmm. in its process, in its in the love of it. It's only a facet of who you are. It's not the whole rock. You we're all facets of many different things. I mean, I quilt, I write, I do healings, I do readings, I'm a medical bill processor, I do social media marketing. Like there's all these other things that I do that create the whole rock. But it's like, where do I want to highlight the light to shine through that refraction? Like where, what part of that rock, that diamond or that gem do I want to shine? You know, is it, you know, we're going to keep this, the therapy steady, you know, or for me, we're going to keep my, my medical billing steady. We're going to just do it. What outside of that, where do I want to highlight it? What part of me, you know, and, and yeah. It, it's, it's making those decisions too, is that, you know, 
where, where, how are we not be feeling fulfilled that we're seeking somewhere else that we're seeking something else to fulfill us? What is it that we need fulfilled? We're feeling pushed. I mean, I feel very pushed. I've been feeling pushed lately. This is not a new concept. Everybody's, I think everybody on the podcast has heard it. Everybody in my life has heard it for probably the past month of like, I'm being pushed. I feel the push. I feel the weight on my chest, literally sometimes of like the whole, it, it feels like being held back, like stop running in that direction, you know, running, right? Like it's not telling me never to go there. It's just stop running in that direction. There are other directions for you to go in. The hundred percent. I love working with my clients. I can't give that up. I don't want to, I could, but I don't want to, you know, like I really, when I finish out my work week, I'm like, that was awesome. You know, when I get up in the morning and I'm checking my schedule, I don't ever do what I did when I worked in corporate and be like, Oh, I got to see this person today. What am I going to talk about? You know, like they don't want to be here and I have to make them sit for an hour and listen to me or talk or something, you know, like (laughs) I don't feel that way anymore because people are coming to me because they want to be there. They see worth in our conversations and, and it's, you know, it's a mutual thing. However, there's a reason why my schedule has waned and why I haven't pushed to fill it. And I know that, right? Like, cause I'm also not pushing to fill it <laughs> or I'd be doing all of those things I know would push to fill it. It's because I'm being called on to just pause to hold, like, like I said, I, fit, I physically feel it on my chest. Stop, like, look around. There's other stuff that fulfills you that you're ignoring that you're not that you're pushing out of your life and you just need to not do that and I mean we all I am you know crafting is my solace I love to create things I love to look at what I've created because I it makes me feel empowered it makes me feel um like, I don't know, there's just, there's some sort of feeling that comes from it. It's very erratic. I'm very used to the idea that you can't be erratic, that being erratic is not marketable, (laughs) right? (laughs) And so it's like, well, girl, you better figure out something or you're not going to be marketable. And this is, here here we are (laughs) having these discussions about, well, you've also never fit in a mold. So yep. this is perhaps the new mold that you create or the, the, the idea of breaking molds and just being all things and letting it fly, letting it float, letting it exist, showing other people that you can do that and that that's okay. You know, that you don't have to do just one thing. Right. Right. Because I think we think we have to be sellable in the sense of, you know, the, uh, we create one item work we create like my mother creates used to create quilts like yeah well because they tell you all the time right like if you've ever if anybody's ever had a business mentor of any kind even if they were just trying to get you to well what's your niche what are when when people want blank they go to you right like what's the one thing that you want your name synonymous with and I'm like nothing I don't want my name to <laughs> one thing like shit, you know, and it, it absolutely gets into your head that you're going to fail at everything because you won't allow yourself to be synonymous with one word. Yeah. But I want it to be many words. I want it to yes. be many different feelings. I want it to be, 
Like, I want you to come to me when you're happy to be encouraged and to be celebrated. I want you to feel like you can come for when you're sad and you'll find comfort and empathy and, and a hug and a little bit of love, a lot of bit of love. And I want you to come to me when you're stuck in something that you don't know how to get out of and that you need to talk yourself into your own epiphany. I'm here for that. And I'm here for a lot of other things because I am not one faceted human. And I think, because I think that, and that's what makes me not want to do marketing is because of the fact that I don't want a niche. Right. No, I get it. We're not niche. People aren't niche. Like really thinking about it. Like what do we, we, we end up, I just thought of it right now. We end up perpetrating the very thing that we don't believe in when we allow ourselves to have a niche, which is that we have to pick one thing and be one thing. We don't believe that for, for one second. We don't want anybody to believe that for one second. We want people to believe that you can be a superstar athlete and a painter, or you can be, you know, a welder and a ballerina. Like, I just that's my you head. You just totally read my head. Flash dance. <laughs> it was like a ballerina. Well, I was thinking of Flash Dance, which was to me one of the most inspirational movies of my childhood because I wanted to be a welder like my daddy told me I couldn't. But I loved that she was a welder by day and then like a dancer because I was like, well, how says- far on the end of those spectrums? And she killed it at both of them. Like, well, love says- it. Says the two people who can fix cars, but yet bake a cake. Yes. Yes. We, we live it. We will have lived our, we have set in our lives. We have been given the gift of knowing many different things of learning many different things of creating many different facets of ourselves. And when somebody tells us that we can only choose one, we give the, we want to give them the finger and tell them to F off because really we worked very hard at creating this level of, of, you know, of independence. And it really is what it came down to, but we can use all of those facets. When I, when I went out to Sedona, my dream, because, because I was told by somebody to, what is the dream in your life? And I said, if I could have a center, a place, a hub for somebody Mm -hmm. to go to that women, especially, I mean, I'm all for men, but men know a lot of things. And they aren't quite as marginalized as women are in the world of like bigger things. So I want to, I wanted to create a community where I had a hub of people that if you came in and you're like, I don't know how to change the battery on my car. Okay. Let me connect you with this person. Let me connect you with that person. Let me do these like women empowerment, like courses, like having workshops of how to change the battery out of your car how to change the oil in your car, how to hang up a picture that's level, how to build a house. If you really wanted to know, like to give the knowledge to women, to be not just what the sixties and the seventies created them to be, which was housewives, Mm -hmm. which was cleaners, which was like, I'm not saying that that wasn't fabulous, Mm -hmm. but like, I I wanted to learn everything. I wanted to know how to build my own house, how to work on a car, which 
it's kind of moot point at this point because there's so many electronics. I, I have no idea. Too right. many yeah. sensors and too many shit go wrong. Right. Give me anything under like the 2000s and I'm okay. Give me right. anything with like fuel injection and car- carburetor that, you know, I, I'm good with. Like, right. Like, I, you give, know, me, I could, give me a 1990 something or other and I'm yeah. on it. Yeah. <laughs> right now, not so much, but, you know, we will have resources for that, you know, like, right. Right. so it's, it's just kind of a matter of like, I, that's what I wanted to do. I wanted to empower women to know that they didn't have to be that typical thing that all the men want them to be, which is barefoot pregnant or housewives or just the, just the arm candy. I wanted them to feel that they could be dynamic humans. I want people to feel that if they want it, if you don't want it, fantastic then you know you don't need it but Mm -hmm. I just wanted to give people that empowerment to be able to drive into a garage and not feel like they're going to be taken advantage of because they don't have the knowledge of what you know it's you got my download because that was that was where my mind was at (laughs) 100 I was like the beauty of knowing about that and the amount of times I've had to use that knowledge and I mean, I got yelled at in my face by a man last year telling me that I didn't know what I was talking about. And I was like, I am not accepting this because I do know what I'm talking about. I know my vehicle. I know what you did. And I know what is not fixed. Period. End of story. And I am going to go someplace else, but you are going to replace these parts. And they did. But if I didn't have that, yeah. And that, that was an empowering moment for me. I almost punched him in the face, which I'm not a violent person, but I was so enraged by the way that he treated me. You know, I'm in the self. And that was a moment where I realized the differences in the self, <laughs> how women are sometimes treated. But I just remember that moment of empowerment of like, thank God. And it's happened many times of like, I will not be taken advantage of because I know enough that I, you know, and that's an empowering feeling. That's something that, that everybody should be able to enjoy because spending thousands of dollars on your vehicle that doesn't need thousands of dollars of work is just something we, none of us need to deal with, (laughs) to be honest. (laughs) And I love that. I love the idea of an empowerment center, you know, of having it, having, you know, that be something that, that, I mean, it's kind of our group that we've put on Facebook is about empowerment. And it's kind of that thing because we feel it, right? Like, so we're trying to create with other people that feeling that we get. Yes, are we working through the fierce independence as trauma? Of course we are. (laughs) But at the same time, I am celebrating the independence that that trauma has brought to me because of the empowerment that I can turn it into of that knowledge that I know that I can turn that into feeling secure in the world, feeling like I can do certain things that I can rely on myself and I don't have to rely on other people all the time. Yep. And and having this information and being multifaceted doesn't mean we don't, we still can't ask for help. It just means that (laughs) we have a level. So it's like, you can, you can be a person that asks for help all the time. All you, but we want to create that sense of knowing within you that if you're in a position where you have no help, that you're not, you know how many times I've, 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 this, oh my God. So let me tell you a story. 
And I don't know how we got here on this podcast, but I'm loving okay. it. So, um, <laughs> so, so I, it was in the rain, right? Raining. My car always had freaking, um, distributor cap rotor issues. Like, yeah. like every time it rained, it would fill it up and it would like, you know, I had constant issues with this thing. Right. So this one time I was, it was raining down buckets. It was my old car. It was my favorite car. I think it was my most favorite car besides my mini Cooper was that it was a Ford Fiesta, not fist. No, it was a Ford Festiva, not the Fiesta, but the Festiva. It was a little roller skate, right? I loved it. It was my first, second stick shift. Loved that car. That car went over 300,000 miles because it was easy to fix. I fixed yeah. it all. I did everything. Mm-hmm. So, so it's in the middle of the rain and my car stalls and I'm like, fuck. And I'm thinking it's that distributor cap. I bet you anything. And I had needed to change the spark plugs like months ago. Yeah. And I got out, I'm in the rain. I look at the distributor cap. It's not arcing. Nothing's wrong with it. It's dry. I'm like, thank you, God. But I'm sitting here thinking, fuck, it's the spark plugs. Yeah. And I'm like, I really have no choice. I always travel with my tools in the back of my car. And so, and of course my spark plugs are there. So I'm on the side of the road. And spare parts. There's always spare parts. So I'm on the side of the road, right? And, and this truck comes up behind my little car and this big man comes out and he goes, and he's like, are you okay? Can I help you with something? I'm like, yeah. Do you know how to change spark plugs? Oh, Oh, well, I don't know that I can help you with that. I'm sorry. And and he's like, I'm like, okay, thanks anyways, though. Have a nice day. Yeah. Like, so he gets in his trucks and he leaves. I know how to change spark plugs. Right. But whenever somebody asks, offered help, I was like, sure, you want to do it? Go ahead. Right. But I just laughed yeah. because, so I set to changing spark plugs in the rain on the side of the road in the middle of nowhere by myself. I, I finished changing them, hooked everything back up got in my car and drove away. Yeah. That's the kind of shit that that's the reason yeah. why it's like, yeah, somebody stopped to help, but they couldn't do it. Right. They couldn't help right. me. And it's not that I, I shame that person. No, they just didn't have the knowledge, which is fine. But yeah. that's why I needed the knowledge. So that's, yeah. that is the purpose for me wanting to pass anything on people to make them feel empowered to give them the knowledge is because if you have knowledge you have power it doesn't mean you have to do it yourself i was ready to let somebody else do it if they wanted to do it if they wanted to help but i take my car for an oil change i could do it in my garage but i don't want to you know you know um i i I, climbing on the ground anymore i'm not as young as i used to be yeah but i want to do it But it's like, you know, I would have been stuck. I would have yeah. had to have towed my car. Mm-hmm. I would have had to have gotten somebody, you know. So right. and God only knows, right? Just distributor cap, ching ching. Like they're gonna tell you that if you don't know any better, you're just gonna do it because you know car doesn't go, need car to go, you're their expert. Okay. Yeah. And all it is mm-hmm. is spark plug change. Yeah. So, you know, I I just that's, that was my whole purpose on wanting to create that is because I have saved so much time, frustration, money, and, you know, and that's funny. (laughs) 
I just had an epiphany. Like I, I just, I watched it happen for those of you who can't see us on zoom. <laughs> I got the beauty. My eyes went somewhere it. else and I was like, Oh, okay. So I look at that and I'm like, because I felt empowered and had the knowledge, I trusted myself that I was going to be present for myself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But and let's take this epiphany <laughs> a little bit farther. Ever since we're going to say post RA, okay, pre RA, post RA, I felt that pre RA because I I had my back. Mm-hmm. Post RA. I don't feel that anymore because I can't do half the stuff, almost mm-hmm. none of the stuff I used to be able to do. Uh-huh. So now I don't even have my own back physically. Oh, that's and because that was so because that was so much of personality, so much of identity, identity. right? That whole my half my identity is now gone. Yep. Uh, yeah, it's a part of my identity. I did not want to leave because it is an empowering part of my identity. Amazing. Yeah. I love this. I love this. Like, and, and I hope people who are listening are really understanding that, like, I, when you really think about, so this entire story that Amy just told us came from the curiosity, the wanting to know, the trying, right? Like, you don't know how to work on cars unless you try it and it doesn't always go well you know like I always was so grateful if my dad was around because it was like can you come do, I don't I don't know what I just did or like I took it all apart and I don't know how to put it back together please come help me you know <laughs> but like having that courage to do it you know and building that trust in yourself because these creations that we're talking about in this podcast require trust. And if we can't, like, if we don't have trust because we haven't built any of it, by the way, I just saw an orb fly by your head. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Totally just thought it was like a shooting star. Um, But like, if we don't create that, then we have a hard time with these, these, these stepping into new territories of trusting right and so like hearing that story is a is going to allow me to sit with myself and say hey what parts of my identity did I lose you know that 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 really took some of the trust with it that makes this so difficult to make these choices because I mean the person who jumps around from state to state doesn't have fear that things are not going to work out that that's not going to figure it out what's happening right now are there parts of that identity that have been suppressed or have been changed or 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 what you know how do we create that trust so that there's not worth and identity attached to creating something and selling it you know like where where detach that and allow that to be a separate thing and keep our worth and keep our independence and keep our identity as curious and knowledgeable and always evolving separate from creating and selling. Yeah. Right. Yeah. We go places. (laughs) God, I'm I'm telling you, I like this new format version that we're doing (laughs) and just hitting record and just processing our shit. Because the things that come up, I mean, I'm sure a lot of you, a lot of you listeners could probably relate, you yeah. know, 
I know a lot of people that are like, Ooh, I'm not sure this is good enough to sell online. I just do it for fun. I don't think this is good enough. It's just for fun. Like how many times have I heard that when I found friends who create gorgeous things that I'm like, dude, like if I like it, you know, like I think about it too, is like, if I look at something and I love it, the chances that of the other 7 billion people in the world, nobody else is going to like it. It's pretty ridiculous to think about. (laughs) Honestly, it's, it's probably very much not true. Yep. And I just, yeah, I am here for it. I, I love, and I hope that as we process, you process, what is your question? What is your relationship with the idea of your ability to create something that's sellable and like you know where where like Vanessa said where are you with that and do you believe that you can do it or is it something that you feel only others can do and you know I I just yeah yeah. I always my clients will always tell you that when we start to hear doubt I'm always like well do you know anybody that's done it you know, and it's very innocent the way I started. Like, well, so do you know anybody's done it? Like, it's kind of goes into the conversation of like, maybe, you know, they could mentor you. <laughs> oh yeah, so-and-so. So. Oh, so were they anointed with an oil when they came into the world <laughs> that made them the only ones capable of doing it? You know, and they're like, oh, that sucks. You know, like you just totally trapped me. But I'm like, yeah, I mean, these people don't have a special, you know, thing that they that they were given. You know, they weren't bit by a spider and now they have special abilities. They just did it. They allow themselves to step into that space. And that's the difference between you and them right now. Not always, but just right now. So, you know, that idea of like the evolution only happens when we step forward. Yep. You know, like our, our crafts change, right? As we get better, right? It's like anything. If you just start painting, your first couple paintings may not make as much sense to you as your 50th and 60th because you've been doing it for so long and tapping into that part of your brain and, and, and you really feel them differently. But that doesn't mean that anywhere along those spectrum, those things are not worthy of anything. They're all process. Mm -hmm. They're all valuable in one way or another, even if just process, because it brought you to a better place. Yes. Yeah. We all have talents. I mean, it's, it's the hardest thing when somebody tells me that they don't have, they don't have talents. I'm like, you do, you just don't believe that you do. Or maybe somebody told you that, that, that talent everybody had, or that it wasn't special or whatever it was, but somebody somewhere out there doesn't know how to do it, you know, and, and could benefit from that, whether you want to monetize it or not is up to you, but And, you know, you could be looking through a filter that's not yours when it comes to your own ability, because let Mm -hmm. me tell you something, I have been purposefully breaking, trying to break through the filter that my father said that I was not a creative person. Yeah. That I would never, that I'm not that creative type. And I'm like, you create on social media all the time. I'm like, yeah, but my creative type like what does that even mean like how does that we create every day we create Mm -hmm. our lives every day and I just part of me is like okay so I try to purposefully disprove that filter to 
show myself I don't need it anymore. I can do anything. Mm-hmm. I can anything that I want to do, I can do. Yes. Maybe not as professional as those have been doing it for a long time, but they've had the gift of practice. And if I want to make something good, then I need to practice. Mm-hmm. You know, people who play sports don't just get to be that way because they exist. They have right. to practice. Right. I just had this conversation with my daughter about soccer. I said to her, I'm not going to be able to teach you how to play soccer. I tried very hard. It's not in my wheelhouse. I didn't care about it enough to practice the amount of time that it needs to be practiced in order to be good at it. Right. And that was, that's the reality of it. It's not because I am inherently never able to play soccer. I didn't want to do it well, or I would have, I would have put in the practice. I would have put in the work, you know, it's not something faulty about me. It means I wasn't connected to it. And that's the complete difference. I didn't fail because I'm a shitty person and a horrible athlete. You know, I'm a great hockey player. That's my sport. I love that sport. I, I want to be great at that sport. So I practiced and I hurt myself and I kept going and everything like that. That's where my passion is. So that's where I'm good at. I was willing to put in the work there. That doesn't mean anything about anything else other than I wasn't connected to it. And that's okay. You're not going to connect to everything. But if you don't try to connect to it, you don't ever know. <laughs> you don't ever know. Yep. It's to say, like, I never, I never set out to be a writer. Mm-hmm. But in the process of doing it, I just lose hours because I love it. I love listening to what the angels want. You know, and the angels, they're not, trust me, this book is, is hot. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, it's not like it's, it's some sort of, like, just angelic like you know pg kind of thing man this is no this is real shit does that deter you from putting it out there no at first it was like well i kind of closed my eyes as they're as they're downloading shit like that because i'm like whoa but but because i'm like really like oh my god but i mean i guess i'll write it (laughs) (laughs) i'm like i feel like a voyeur you know (laughs) It's like, but at the same time, that's who I am. That's the identity that's, that comes from me too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because I, cause we're all sexual beings. We yeah. all are. We didn't produce children or, or we didn't get here without everybody having some sort of sexual, you know, it's like. That's hundred percent true. We're all sexual human beings at different levels, at different levels of, you know, sensuality. We did a podcast about sexuality and sensuality. I am particularly a very sensual person. I, I have, you know, it's a part that I've negated about myself for a long time and I still kind of do, but yeah. yeah. So, but no more. I mean, that's that it also helps me stretch that in a safe way. Mm-hmm. That doesn't bother me. Yeah. No, I've read enough romance books to know that I'm not the only person talking smut, but right. no, it's just, <laughs> not for young adults let's just say yeah Um, yeah. I think sometimes people worry about that you know like of like what will people think like I don't know if people are going to think something differently about you because you wrote something that other people wrote I mean that's a that's a them thing yeah and not a you thing yeah I mean it's not it's and for me I think part of it was in the beginning is as I was afraid certain people would know which characters they were in the book when they got uh, yeah yeah yes 
I worry about that with the Chip Gaines project because <laughs> that's an ongoing, I don't know when that'll be finished, but that's an ongoing thing. I'm like, people are going to know who they are, I guess, probably. I don't know how, and we'll get into the legalities of that another time, but it is a thing that I'm, I, I'm already prepared for like, well, you're going to try to stop yourself because of that, <laughs> you know, because those things creep in, you yeah. know, like when you're trying to create from passion, things creep in that are not yours. Exactly what you just said is right. Is that filter coming in? And so when, when we're thinking of something like this, like, you know, I, I, I use this example a lot that, that I have a friend who used to sell insurance. And then one day just like started messing around with woodworking, like literally was just like to do something fun. This man creates th- some of the most unbelievable furniture I've ever seen in my entire life. Like it's gorgeous. He didn't, he was never trained to do this, but as he started doing it and it was like, I love it. You know, like he just, I love it. He commissions you know, for, for people all the time, it's just something that he loved to do. Imagine if he had never tried that because he just had the narrative in his mind. Well, you don't do that kind of stuff. Nobody Mm -hmm. taught you how to do it. So why even try? Yep. Yep. You know, and that's the kind of stuff that when we think about this, like there are people listening right now (laughs) that if they do this work and they really dig deep into this and start trying some stuff, and I'm not saying going out and buying like a wood lathe, you know, like and spending that thousands of dollars or something you don't know, like know that you know how to do but start starting small yeah. everything doesn't cost a billion dollars to to start and to try you know people with resources that you don't even know about because you haven't asked but there it could be that thing out there that hits you and right. you just it, it, you're off and running but if you don't even explore it if you don't allow that filter to come down for even a second you'll stay where you are. Absolutely. (laughs) And, you know, and the thing of it is too, I think is that something to realize is that part of it is also finding out what you don't aren't connected to is part of the process. Like Uh in building houses, I know I could frame and hang plywood all day. Don't get me to do no stinking, like fine carpentry, like routing and staining and polyurethaneing because that ain't me. I don't do fine carpentry because that's, I just give me some rough lumber and I will build you a house. The rest of it, you're on your own, but you know, I, I will frame you a house and make somebody else do the, the, the roof again. I don't like doing rafters. I'm not a roof girl, so, but I can't do the heights. I could put the the rafters in, but after that you're on your own. Yeah. you'll have yeah. no roof you just gonna <laughs> put it to do the rest of the roof for you it's flat roof <laughs> yeah <laughs> we could do a flat roof and right I can yeah. do flat roof. no problem no problem but but it's like but you know so it's like trial and error so right. you try something you know try to try new things that you think you'd like in a way that is not you're not putting up a lot of cost like if you want to try pottery like a lot of times places will have classes yeah tons of places have classes if you want to try painting to see if that's like you know go to a sip and paint place or like you know I you know that stuff is and that stuff is really cheap when you really think about like painting you don't have to go buy expensive oil paints like you can go to you can literally go to Walmart and buy a kid's paint set (laughs) for like less than 10 bucks 
you can buy a canvas for $4. So for $14, you can, you can paint and see if you like it. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. And And if you don't like it, it doesn't mean because you don't have talent or because, you know, I mean, this is an exploratory process. And I think that's important to highlight is that we're not doing this in order to beat the shit out of ourselves when we can't do something. It's literally like, like my soccer. I want everybody to just think about me getting kicked in the face with a soccer ball because I didn't learn that skill of how, however they were doing that thing. I stood right there, it hit me in the face. And it was like, I don't want to play the sport. Like, I don't care enough to know what they're doing. And that's okay. I'm not being terrible at this. I'm really just trying to push myself to do something I don't want to do. And that's okay to not do that. So do it as exploratory. Like, I just want to learn more things because that's even empowering to walk away from something that doesn't serve you. Yeah. not serve me it felt and, good though that I tried it <laughs> you can have fun in the experience even and just decide it's not something you like to do like you can still have a lot of fun you get a group of girls together and go you know throw some pottery and just be like hey and be like ah you know what that wasn't my favorite thing but we had a great day yeah. you know look what we made out of it you know it's like you know those they have those places that have pottery that you paint like yeah. I used to do that every, like all the time. Like, um, like I used to take my nieces and nephews to do it because yeah. they used to have fun. Yeah. Um, and you know, it just, so go do fun things like that. It's like, it's just, you don't have to love it. Yeah. You just enjoy the day. And then somewhere, someplace down the road, something's going to just stick with you. And you're going to be like, Oh, it's going to touch something within you that that's not been touched before, you know, emotionally. And right. you're going to find that spark and you'll, you're off and running. So and those dollars that you spend are investments. Yeah. Most of these things cost less than going out to dinner. Yeah. But the, the long-term worth value of what we learned about ourselves is like infinite. You know, like if you go going to throw pottery for, you know, however, however much and being like, Hmm. You know, and you have this piece that you look at maybe in your house of like, remember when I tried that, <laughs> you know, like there's my, there's my creation, you know, but it's still your creation. It's still yeah. something that you tried. It was something that you can say that you did, um, you know, just to see, you know, and the investment in your growth yeah. That doesn't come from, you know, it doesn't invest in my growth to go spend $50 at roadhouse steakhouse, whatever the hell that thing is called. I don't know. I don't go there. I drive by it, but you know what I'm saying? Like if I could, if I can switch that money out, cook that day and then go do something with that $50 that really gives me empowerment or gives me education of some sort. Why wouldn't I do that? That's investing in myself. Amen. Amen. Yeah. So we hope you've been inspired. We hope you've laughed along with us. Yeah. I, I hope that you at least, you know, had a moment where you had maybe your own epiphany through this process, but you know, and if you need to talk it out, find a friend that you trust that, that knows your, your deepest heart and talk it out. Epiphanies come when you talk, when yeah. you get all, like Vanessa says, you get all that stuff in front of it. And all of a sudden that little gem shows up and that trick you're like, Oh, Vanessa and I had quite a few today. So yeah. we, we just, 
you know, the more you discover about you, the more you kind of step into who you are and, and, and what it is, you know, what, what makes your heart glow, the, the quicker you are at finding that fulfilling life, that, that sense of like rightness. Mm-hmm. So we love you. Let's <laughs> say that again. Sorry. And the more fun it is. Yes. <laughs> life is so much more fun when you're flitting about. <laughs> exactly. So I love you. We love you. And uh, we'll see you next week. Yeah. Love y'all. Thank you for joining us on Freud's Angels. We are thankful for each of you opening up your heart to us. To continue the healing, connect with us on Instagram at Freud's underscore angels and on Facebook at Freud's Angels. Please subscribe to the show so that we may help you continue your journey. And remember to give us some love in the review section. If anything we've talked about today has triggered an emotional or mental crisis, please call 911 or head to the nearest emergency center. And always remember you are loved, you are worthy, and the world needs your light.